You are listening to New Music Box from New Music USA, presented in collaboration with DubLab Radio as part of a series where we feature conversations, DJ mixes, articles, and live performances that explore the current landscape of music composition. Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Sen Moreira, I'm from Warp Records and Warp Publishing's recently launched Warp Composers Branch, where I'm super excited to get to work with some of my favorite artists as they really push the boundaries of what music for film and television can be. I'm sitting in conversation today with someone whom I am really excited about and have loved working with. That person is artist and composer Casey MQ. Casey, I am super excited to talk to you today. Same here. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're somebody whose work in like your albums, you're producing work for other people. Like I love even hearing you in the studio in the other room, just yeah. like working with people and like the things that you hear in your head and like hearing you sing them out and start forming them. And mm. I just think that you're such a special when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply artists in that way that you can work all three of those things and make like beautiful things come oh, together so many different sounds like very versatile um in your audio work um and i yeah i want to i would love to hear about kind of like what drew you to composition and mm. um yeah what that process was like for you getting started yeah it's it's a good it's like funny to talk about like to specify composition because and I've really started to understand like or think about music as like a I don't know it's such a it's such a huge huge landscape right like what it is and how it affects our lives and the 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 ways that like for so for composition like that was that came from just a pure like love of of growing up with like pop music and just like as simple as that was and then I was playing learning like classical piano at the same time and so I was just like constantly already like at a young age just kind of like intersecting things or like hearing music in like the wide ranges that I feel like yeah you know so like so so, so I feel like as I've been growing up it's been this constant like um, digestion of like trying to identify uh, yourself within music like like how like it, it can be on these corners of this of this world and over here and like and how do they why can't they speak to each other and why do they or why do they not speak to each other like mm -hmm. why do we why do we say like actually they these are not uh, connected like we make these sort of dis like maybe arbitrary decisions or maybe they are Maybe they're important. Like, I don't know. It's just, but it's questions that I've like continually, 
ask myself as I've like become more and more in like composition and as a composer and as a writer, whatever you, whatever the word is actually, it's just like getting deeper into music and um, what that says to identity, I guess. I love that. How did, how did the first project come together? Like my very like KCMQ project. Yeah, and your first composer project. Like, what was your very first film, and how did that come okay. to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Well, that was that like coming into like, comp like composer, and like I guess that's like identifying what that is in this context. Like for me, like I was, it was like, I was moving freshly moved to Toronto where I was previously living in Canada, um, and I saw a program called the Canadian Film Center. And so I'd always been, no, I have to go back even further actually. My, my, one of my best friends used to make uh, films in, in university and he was, um, his name was Matthew Schultz and he was in school for that doing many short films. And I just like started, he was like, always asking me to just like, Put music to it and I was just yeah. kind of doing that as like a friend thing helping him out and and we loved working together and and had a had a blast so uh, anytime he asked me to do anything I was like yes I'll do that so that was actually the very very first thing and then later on I saw this Canadian Film Center program and I was intrigued because of the pro what the program was it was like this um, in in Canada we have this it's this incubator where they bring um, directors, writers, editors, musicians, actors, all into one um, like six-month program. And basically, when you're there, you're meeting people who are pretty much at like the precipice of their career. Like they're maybe about to start shooting their first feature or something like this. They're, or they've they've sh they've had a short, but now they're going like you know what I mean. There's different kind of levels, I guess. Um, and you basically spend like that six months just like making a ton of work and you kind of try to do things. Each director has wildly different ideas of what they're trying to make or what they're trying to say. Um, and so that was a crazy experience because I really fell in love with that world and really working with music as a support to uh, to like another piece of work, like to a larger vision, whether it be film or it could be dance, it could be theater, but for this one, it was film. So I started to become really, really into it. I became obsessed and I was like doing like a string quartet and like I had like trying all these new things that I had not really done before that I just really wanted to go into and like just really uh, learn. And so like coming out of that, I started doing, I made a lot of friends there and started working on their films. They would get funding from various um, grant systems or, or, whatever, or whatever it could be, like various things. And then we would go ahead and make the movies that they kind of said that they were gonna make, sort of. And so that was the kind of start, I think. And then it was, it's been just kind of like rolling from that point on. That's yeah. such a great resource. I love it. Was, that. Yeah, it was yeah. really interesting. Like, I think it was, it was like this really 
I don't know. I just didn't know it. I didn't know all those people. And then I met all those people and they were so nice. And we all got like different, the projects that I was really excited about. And you really kind of find your, where you connect artistically and, um, yeah, yeah, it was really good. Had you been making music as KCMQ and, and producing for others at that time already? Well, I've been doing, I've been working on my own music and I was starting to become like, I was starting to move towards making my first EP and I was working with my friends. Like, uh, I, I was maybe at that same time I went to the Red Bull Music Academy and did that in the same year. And I felt like that was a really also another like really great experience of meeting like just a wide variety of people and bringing new context to what music is and what it can be and how it intersects and all those different things. Like, so I was starting to make like new friends there. And so there was a lot of different things kind of all in new chapters maybe, but I've been making music from that point, like, I've been making music since I was like 12. So it was like, I think identifying to, to make music that was maybe not in the song form structure, that was becoming a new thing to me around that time. Like as I was getting to the film center, as I was going to Red Bull or RBMA, like I was expanding my like understanding of how I can um, exist within music because I think at first I was really just like I write songs I produce the songs and I love that still obviously like but it was like this was just widening the scope of of, of that and it's been really fun to see as I continue just the constant overlap like it's so overlapped and it's such a great way to deconstruct what it means to be a musician. Yeah. yeah. Have you found that one influences the other like, more totally. so? Like hearing you say like you had never worked with an orchestra, which also yeah. now yeah, I know. following you, like you look so <laughs> at home. I know. Just I love like, it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. I know. I, and I, Cause like, like it was a big part of my life to do classical piano. So there was like that, there was that, um, you know, and I know it's not for everybody. And, for me, for whatever reason, I really was drawn to it. And I, in the same regard that I was writing pop songs. So I, I kind of was like getting into the theory quite like early on. And it was sort of this like background, like knowledge while I was writing songs that I was like, you know, I, maybe I like took a step away from classical for a second to kind of be like, um, it was just, I think I just needed it. And then I, and then when I came back on my own terms, it was like this new found love and it's only gotten like deeper and deeper because I feel like I have a new uh, entry point versus yeah. maybe like the traditional, like just like I need to practice, I need to get good. Like this, this like, um, yeah, there's just like an, oh, I'm like hearing it differently, which is like an incredible experience. Um, was the question, <laughs> like, <laughs> were we saying if things were over, like how they, if they over, like how do they overlap? Is that yeah, what we were no, saying? Yeah, no, I thought, I thought yeah. the answer was <laughs> Maybe great. I yeah, oh, no. no, no. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but also like has, have you found that any of that has made its way into your production yes, work? Like yeah, are you that's, starting to? Yeah, that's what to, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it fully, fully comes up. 
like I don't know for some reason the orchestral stuff like it's so in conversation with like just producing songs at this point and like it's becoming this like really interesting way to understand um yeah what 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 I what I also can provide to a song that maybe um somebody else might not initially go to and like how that can affect the color of the music yeah i think yeah. like i feel like producers and composers like it really does go so hand in hand like you really have to have a strong ability to like see what something could be well i think that's the big question like what is the difference you know like producer composer it's like a really it's like a, i think there are some maybe some like um concrete skills maybe that you could say that like you know working with picture for instance or like making music for like specifically being like i'm gonna write something to this theater piece or dance piece like there is a different mind shift probably um but then in some ways i'm like gosh they're just like it's it's still sound right like it's yeah it's really like and i feel like as we um break down those barriers actually we might even see even more of this like amazing overlap from musicians who who may not necessarily see themselves as something that could be over there but in fact like it's right there like it's yeah. just one step away like it's this yeah I, I so I think they're really I think it's important to talk about that actually that people that you can really just I mean if you if you are if you have a piano, if you have a computer, like it's there. Like I don't know. You can make a yeah, score. Yeah, you can make a score. <laughs> literally, literally, like it's it's cheesy and it's not. Like I don't know. It's really, I think it's it's important actually. Yeah, I feel like a lot of you know having recording artists go into the scoring space is mm -hmm. something that's like always been around but is really picking up and i think a lot of yeah. people are really yeah what's your take on it like as you've seen other people as you've seen different artists do that and and like how how what's the end point for different like how what's the yeah yeah well it's it's interesting like a lot of people want to do it and they're drawn to it or, or you see something mm -hmm. that's really moving to you but i think coming in from having a recording and touring career like you're yeah. coming with this whole you have a fan base, you have a reputation. Yeah. There's maybe and so, something a little bit different, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot of fear, I think, too, mm -hmm. especially with films. Um, I think a lot of people want to get involved really early and be there at script stage right. and like planning. And you get a lot more creative say when you're there with the director mm -hmm. from day one, kind of working on these things and being kept in mind the whole process through versus like getting it at the very end yeah. and having someone be like, yeah. okay pump out my score and this is the temp track is there just basically do the temp track um but at the same time i think that's really scary especially for recording artists because there's like uh, this is my first foray into this it's almost like fear of an album flopping or something yeah, and they're like yeah. i don't know how to tell if this movie's gonna be good or not right unless they're working with someone i mean and even then i think it's scary you, you know everybody know. your next your last project can be great but you never know what the next thing is gonna look like yeah. and so there's a lot of like trying to figure out between like budget and contractual stuff but also like 
how do I like the director? And then you also have to think about what kind of weight the producer's pulling and what they're going to ask yeah. from you. And if it's a studio, the studio might be saying things like maybe they brought you on because you're very experimental and the studio has its own set of fears. Fully, and they're like, fully. Tone it back, tone seen it back. I've seen that so many of that on, online so many times, of course. Like, yeah. I guess it's funny, like, that is such a... The, the, what you're talking about with, like, the recording artist and the, the maybe the maybe this is the wrong word, but like baggage that they're bringing, maybe like if they have like a fan base, if they have like all these different contexts that like represent their music, maybe a bit differently than just like the um, music core. It's like just ex just having the opportunity to explore and f like go into that sort of new ter terrain. It, it can be, yeah, like the ego is going to play like a huge part into... Yeah. Um, making that transition um, and what it will be yeah it could be scary like because it's not always going to go well yeah I don't think it should always go well I think you kind of I think yeah I feel like people right. should be I think like that's one of the things with the internet which again like I think that said like having them come on with all these different things like when it goes right it goes oh my God, really yeah. right yeah, you know it's, it's like okay someone's here to see the movie but it's also that's my favorite artist and I want to yes. see them do this and people are coming to support them and yeah. um yeah when it works it really works but uh I th yeah it's okay for it to sort of like for, for, like it's I think it's beautiful to witness people learning and like growing and evolving especially if like you're a fan of somebody and then you kind of like you see their journey into that and like oh my god like they're you know this and this person I was following the work and now they're doing this and this and it's like over the years like I mean it, it just has such a like just such a human thing to be like to see people like learn and you relate that back to yourself and you say like the ways that you've grown and like it's just like this is what we I feel like really um connect with in, in that when it comes to that kind of um like discovery or whatever yeah I think the internet definitely like makes everything feel so much longer lasting it feels like mm -hmm. if you make a mistake you are that mistake <laughs> oh, and it gets people <laughs> in their heads versus yeah. like failure being such a part of what makes people learn and yeah. get or just taking chances it doesn't have to be failure i think yeah. it's like the idea of yeah what if i do this movie i could do my best work and there are yeah. some films like that where the music is amazing yeah there are uh there's this film for instance um i cannot remember the director mm. it's called i think it's camille 3000 or okay. Camille 5000 it's an old italian film and the soundtrack is beautiful is and the movie is so corny <laughs> but i like before i even watched the film i would just play the, the soundtrack mm -hmm. over and over again mm -hmm. and then i watched it and i wanted to love it it's like, <laughs> like but it was still a great soundtrack and i feel like course. people are like well, i'm afraid to be attached to something if it's yeah. not good and i don't know how to see that and i think yeah. like that's something that makes people that like really just dive in so special and like mm -hmm. i feel like you being like, I just went in and I didn't know how to work with an orchestra, but I learned yeah. and I did it. And like the end product is so beautiful. I feel mm -hmm. like your love of what could be and your vision for what could be is what has you yeah. going in with new songwriters and working with them to make things and like going into like a film and being like, I have read the script and we're going to do this. I'm, fully, I'm into fully, it versus being like, fully. well, how do I know if it's going to be yeah. good or not? Because you're so right. You never, you never know. There's so many parts to, especially in film, like 
that is a huge production. Like so many things and all the details kind of coming together to make one. Like it's it's a it's a real process. Like, uh, and I think it's cool that what you're saying though is like what you do is you put your effort into your part of it and it 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 lives in that way. Like that's I think there's oftentimes where I like watch a movie and I'm like wow that the costumes were like just stunning like you could just like know that you're like obsessed with that part of the movie and like um yeah we take what we need i guess from from art right yeah how has the like landscape been for you in canada and now moving to los angeles Mm -hmm. you're still relatively new to los angeles Yeah, yeah 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 i think it would be it's gonna be like Come January, it will be of one year that I've lived in Los Angeles. Congratulations. Yeah, it's fun to, it's fun to move. Like I've, it's my first time ever doing that. And doing that in, in connection with like my music has been a really like humbling and like beautiful thing to, to, to um, try and risk and like go for. And like just, you know, I, loved, I love Toronto and I love living there and I love the people there. And I feel like when I was there, um, it was a it, it 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 has been and it will continue to be a, like such a beautiful thing to like make something from your hometown where you're like you know the 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 connection and the draw is so um, wrapped up in what where you live and the locality of that. Um, and I think moving here. It's just a new adventure that I was sort of ready to do, um, and it was it felt timely, really. That's just like it just felt like okay, I should do this. Yeah, I love that. And have you found as much like it feels like coming from Canada and Europe in general? There's mm. a lot more like public funding, and it seems like there's something a little bit higher that's very supporting and it feels easier to uh or not easier but just that there's support behind you when you're a young person starting Mm. out and have you found that like have you found that support here have you found that like you've really had to rely more on what you've been able to build for yourself Mm. yeah i guess it's one i wonder i wonder like i don't know so much about how it works in the u.s to get a movie off the ground versus getting like something like that done in Canada because in Canada there is like um, there is like grant systems and there's like telefilm and these kind of organizations that will give like for instance like for a lot of first features they'll do micro budgets which I, I don't know if I know the exact number but it's like something like 200,000 or something like that to make a movie which I guess is not that much, right? Like it's it's a, still a micro budget, um, but it will be. It is a, a, a it is money and it, it is useful and then like yeah. and so that gets things going. And um, I've worked on a few of those movies to get to, and they've been a joy to work on and a lot of learning as well. But I guess I don't know like what is it like in the U.S. how something like that for like getting a, a film off the ground. Is there systems like that or is it more like, maybe it's more private funding like, and I know there's private funding in Canada, but but yeah. I think it's a miracle anything gets made. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's um. Yeah, I mean that's probably true in Canada as well, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think I can't speak so much. I feel like I've encountered so many different yeah. producers and they're all kind of coming at it their different way. Like there are people who, you know, grew up in in and around LA or have family and mm -hmm. they kind of like get their start that way and they yeah, know someone. I feel like they're... Um, there are people who apply to grants. There are like the Sundance Lab. There's, right, of course. There's different things like that that people can do. And then there's all of this like ambiguous middle ground where I'm like, I don't know how you did it. Yeah, but you like did here it. to here. Yeah, like literally. pitches and or sometimes you have the lookbook first. And yeah. I also think there have been a lot of filmmakers, too, that have tried to attach uh, musicians the same way that they do actors mm. when they're trying to get funding and get people to of course believe in a project um that's I, big yeah when I, I worked at uh, an agency before uh being a part of warp and that was something a lot of times people would come in and uh mm. go out and be like can you ask so-and-so level artists like if we can do they want to be a part of this film we don't have funding yet but like look at the lookbook yeah. ideally we would have all these people and can you see the vision yeah, can you yeah. fund right, the vision right, and right, we'll make right, it come right. um so funny so yeah i do, I do yeah. think like artists also bring on a lot of um or music musical artists because everyone involved is an artist of a different right but, yeah of course um yeah i feel like musicians and their like power of influence also can help people get things off the ground sometimes mm -hmm. um yeah which it, it does have that in canada as well i guess it's just like you're you're faced with this like this like overarching funding body that will will do that like um and i and i guess what i've seen from friends is like that the like make a short it goes well at a festival make a yeah. longer thing i think like, that's yeah. pretty common i guess that's too. that's still yeah. like just like the thing isn't it um so so i, I don't know like it, it i really do think doing the film center was like a real source for me a resource because i was able to just there were so many different projects that were getting started mm -hmm. and people were like even like i think going to the film center you had to like for these directors and writers they had to have like um, ideas that they were looking to get made for the future and so like the whole point was just to like continually incubate and develop um, and it was just a long period it was just a longer period but but I guess that's kind of the way it was and and yeah I don't know I've done a lot of films for nothing <laughs> as well yeah <laughs> it's I think like how it started like Un like fortunately unfortunately i don't know but like you just sometimes you're just like doing that it's interesting how like you hear it like you saying two hundred thousand or so is right. a micro budget like they sound like such huge sums of yeah. money and then when you're working with them like i think one to four million is still considered a low budget right production film right even though if i had that in my pocket oh my I'd be like, it's a massive <laughs> amount of money and also with composers you know um the fees really range, you yeah. know, like there are yeah, people yeah. that are have long standing careers and could see six figures. There's people who are coming on and they're brand new and someone's mm -hmm. offering them something like egregious, like here's mm -hmm. 2000 or mm -hmm. 7,500 or something like that. And I think too, there's a lot of people, especially people who are just, just starting out and aren't quite sure like what's fair. Maybe someone who is entering in and they don't have like a yeah. successful recording background to try to like bolster that fee up yeah, um exactly. 
it goes really quick. It sounds like an all right amount of time, but that's going into, if you're in a publishing deal as well, or if you're working with a label, like you have to, like a portion of that is going towards the master buyout, the publishing buyout, depending on if they're buying out the rights, which in the US is unfortunately like the standard. Mm -hmm. um, and so that leaves a lot of times the composer is walking away with one third of the fee. And then that one third is going to go to the studio time. It's going to go to um, the players if they're hiring players. Definitely, it's going to go definitely. to them. And by the end, especially if they want to make something good and like going back to that, like, oh, I haven't done this. I want to make it amazing. Oh my and God, yeah. my whole like artistic name is into this. So I need to make it beautiful. And sometimes that means some people are even coming up out of pocket mm -hmm, to make something mm -hmm. good. And I do think um, it's interesting watching how much that conversation has changed in composing in terms of rights. Especially after COVID-19 and touring going, that was such a scary time. And um, at that time I was working at a talent agency, working with composers. And there were so many people that had never composed before that were panicked and being like, oh, this is something that like I can do from home while not on the road. And also that money that comes in every once in a while that you kind of forget about was like a lifesaver yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And I think it showed everyone just how important some of those things are I think sometimes mm. when like a project comes in it's just so exciting and you want to make it happen and you don't uh realize the, like, how much people are taking in the position that they're like putting you in to do that kind of thing but Have you found that um, when you were working in Canada, do you feel like, was that, did you tend to retain rights over your work more? Yeah, yeah, almost entirely. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, the, the publishing, that part of it, I was like, okay, I could see that, but the writers, like, because yeah. like, it kind of confuses me that that is even a possibility, like, Auth uh, just like it just questions like almost authorship entirely like I definitely and I'm yeah I'm kind of like perplexed about that <laughs> yeah I feel like that was like the last sacred saved thing like yeah. I used to started getting used to like full bio but artists will retain uh, the writer's share sure. and then it was like maybe a year or two later it was like option a for like the addition of two thousand right. dollars all in like we'll get the writer share and then some artists were like two thousand more dollars i could really use that oh and you're gosh. like no yeah, don't yeah, do yeah, it yeah, yeah. like that's your one thing and then now you're also seeing like uh instead of having it be an option that you can turn down people offering in their like deal memo like we want a full buyout and we're going to do 
we're gonna take 50% of the writer's share. And that was still like, are you kidding? Like the first time we, every time I see a new thing like that and people yeah. being like, this is how we've always done things. And I'm like, I feel like someone just says <laughs> that. that. Like, this is how we always done things. People yeah. are like, oh, well, that's how you've always done it. And then but, we just like accept these yeah. really like wild things and they become like a norm in the yeah. conversation and the yeah. culture. And um, yeah. It's I, very surprising. Yeah, I hope too that like as more and more artists are like coming into this from like, you know, I, I think it's always great how people who are further along in their careers have so much power to do the same and be mm -hmm. like, no, that's mm -hmm. that's not like my standard yeah, exactly. and really push things. And I think that's something I really love about working with so many different types of artists from all different mm -hmm. like levels in their career, whether it was at the agency or like now here at mm -hmm. Warp. Um, everybody kind of like working with all those different types of people, you start kind of learning like what's fair and mm. also having some of those people push back on that where someone who's just starting out, people are kind of like, well, you need us more than we need you. And mm. it's like, it's very rude. It's very like yeah. cutthroat. And I think when you, from like the top level down, you kind of are like, no, we all together are not accepting this. And yeah. people want to they're gonna wanna work with you. Like you're making great music at the end of the day. So Casey, tell yes. me what's next for you. What are you excited about? Yeah, I'm working on this movie um, called Dilly and it's uh, with a few friends from Toronto that I've worked with a few times and this this film is going to be I absolutely love it and I adore the the people and I feel like that shines through in the story that they're telling and it, it's really it's exciting because I'm right now like I just worked on it a little bit this morning like it's getting the the orchestral work is quite um large than I've ever done before. And I feel like it's an exciting thing to like really sink my teeth into to like be like, okay, there's going to be like 30 to 40 players that need to play this music. I like, can't wait it's to like, hear like, it. Like, that is to me like a crazy experience to like, okay, and we're going to like, I've done a lot of smaller um, ensembles and that's been really, really lovely. And this is going to be just like, whoa, uh, like it's a, it's a really like exciting Thing to do and so we're kind of getting just getting into that now and you know we're figuring out what the theme is we're thinking out the 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 sounds of within the, the the film and and you know that orchestration like what does it mean to like have this orchestration and, and how will that play like within the context of what I've done as an artist up until this point like how does that infiltrate into the to this uh, world so basically I'm just like so stoked about it it's going to be, uh, yeah, a couple months of, of working on that. Um, so that's the main thing that I'm, I'm focusing on. And then I've, on the artist side, it's, I've, I've, I've finished an album. It's done. And it's like, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. It's a different, um, a new statement, I think, for, for my artist project that I've always been meaning to tell. And, um, and I think it's, um, it's a really quiet album for me. And that will be out next year. Yeah. Yes, I can't mm. wait. 
Um, and I can't wait to see Dilly as well. Yeah, same. I am loving all of the videos of you, like in the studio working yeah. with orchestras. Yeah, and... yeah, 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 yeah. It's been it's been a it's been a, a, a dream. It's yeah, it's so fun. Well, in 2023, I right, hope. Yes, right. Literally, literally, yes. 2023, 2024, yeah. I will be in the theater <laughs> watching Dilly yeah. score by Same KCMQ. <laughs> Listening to my KCMU yeah. new album <laughs> titled TBD. Yeah, um, truly. Yeah, thank you so much for sitting with yeah, me. Yeah, this was so nice. Thanks, Sam. This program was produced by DubLab and supported by New Music USA and featured on New Music Box. Additional programs and more details available at newmusicusa.org and dublab.com. <laughs>